You're listening to Riding a Rocket, presented by RocketShipJobs.com. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to uh, Riding a Rocket with Henry Johnson. Today on the show, I have Dave Gerhardt from Privy. Dave is the CMO of Privy, previously the VP of Marketing at Drift. He's also uh, was at HubSpot and Constant Contact. Dave also runs a private Patreon with uh, marketing uh, professionals and just professional builders and entrepreneurs, almost 700 people, $10 a month, so he's doing amazing. And he's also a dadpreneur, a dad influencer, sorry, <laughs> running a, a podcast with his, with his wife. So uh, Dave, welcome to the show. What's up, Henry? I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you did this podcast. And I'm glad that you that you asked me to be uh, to be a part of it. So thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, excited to, excited to talk with you. You know, we've been uh, talking online for a while, and obviously met in person at that time. So excited to uh, have you on. Just talk about your experience at Drift, uh, and also we're going to talk. I want to talk a little bit about Privy as well. But the focus mainly for this for Rocketship Jobs is Drift because. I mean, Drift has been an amazing company for me watching. I remember when it first got started, a friend of mine, Marcy, told me about uh, Decancel. It was like, you got you to gotta pay attention to to what's going on there. And it was, I think it was like 15 people there. Was, she, she introduced me to Kevin at the time. And then I found out about you uh, through your marketing. So I just wanted to kind of start there. What number employee were you at Drift? Do you remember or do you know? Yeah, I was like the eighth person there. It was It was kind of weird because... We had, um, they, they had initially launched and they were doing something, they kind of had like this a year of exploration uh, mm-hmm. where they just did a bunch of different things. And and when they had finally, uh, after I had joined was right around when they had finally really kind of locked in on, on B2B sales and marketing. And they basically, there was a bunch of early people there and, and they said like, hey, this is the direction that we're going in long term. Totally understand if, if you don't want to be a part of that. And, and understandably so, like a bunch of people left who thought they were going to build a consumer thing. Uh, and so there was like, I don't know, maybe maybe 12 or so people. And then long story short is, it was probably like eight to 10 of us when when I joined and, and I was the first full-time marketing person. Gotcha. So what made you choose to go to Drift, especially at the time like that, right? They had didn't even know what product they were building. Yeah. I mean, so I chose to go to Drift. I was at HubSpot. Uh, I was at HubSpot and I had been there for nine months and I was working for Joe Chernov and, and Mike Volpe was the CMO. And I I wasn't really loving my job. HubSpot is an amazing company and, and I was lucky to be able to work there. But I just I was on a marketing team of 75 people and, and I just have always had this kind of like entrepreneurial like side of marketing where like I like building stuff, I like creating stuff and and I, and I wasn't handling like I wasn't doing so well being part of such a big team where like everyone's job was so small. And I, I was thinking about leaving, but I, I didn't want to leave because Mike is an amazing CMO and I, and I should have just been happy to be on his team. And like, I was really close with him because I was doing his podcast. And so I didn't want to like ruin that relationship. And, and I was like, dude, you're, you're on an amazing team with an amazing coach. Like, and you're early in your career, just stay here and figure it out and working with Joe Chernoff. But they both ended up moving on from HubSpot in, in July of that year after nine months because of this whole thing that happened with this book that came out, which is a joke. Mm-hmm. And and so I was like, okay, well, this is a bummer. My the two people that I came here to work for are now gone. So I guess I don't have to worry about leaving. Uh, <laughs> I worry about feeling bad about leaving. And I had just had David Cancel on my podcast, which is called Tech in Boston. I finally got him on. 
he had reached out to me to promote something for Drift because they were trying to do like an office party. And for Tech in Boston, I had a pretty good size email list. And so he had messaged me on Twitter and I was like, hey, can you promote this? And I was like, oh, this is my time to shoot my shot and say, yeah, Mm -hmm. if you come on my podcast. And I got him to come on my podcast the next day. This whole thing happened. And I literally went to the website when I was writing the show notes after the interview. And I saw that they were hiring their first marketing person on AngelList. And I sent him a note and I was like, this has to be me. Mm -hmm. And the next day at HubSpot, I walked across the street. It was literally seven yards across the street into the building where Drift was. And I, I met with David and met with Elias and then the rest was history. Nice. So hold on. So it sounds like you were almost uh, watching David at the time, right? You knew of him. Yeah, I I, I knew of him because I was like, well, especially because I was doing this tech in Boston thing where I was interviewing like entrepreneurs in Boston and and founders and CEOs in Boston. But I had always known of him. He was this very mysterious guy to me. Like he... (laughs) He was he always had really thoughtful things to say and he and he was like pretty big on Twitter, but I'd never like seen him in real life and his company got acquired by HubSpot and he ran product here and there and he said a bunch of shit that didn't sound like what anybody else was saying and he like blew up a lot of other people's like paradigms of what product management and marketing should be and 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 so I I had totally knew of him, but I had I didn't think he existed. I wasn't sure that he was a real person. <laughs> so what about him like was it was it him that made you say, all right? I interviewed him. He seems awesome. I want to go to work for Drift. Or like, is that what kind of led you down that road? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I to be honest with you, I didn't didn't even care what Drift was. It was mm-hmm. more about like, I'm a, I'm a I was 28 years old. I was just starting to figure out that I really like marketing and this is the thing that I think I'm good at and want to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't care what Drift was, but I I knew that these were two proven. Like, very rarely do you get to get the opportunity to go. You know. You can go work for your Joe Schmo's, your cousin's startup who raised $500,000 and like go there and do that. But very rarely do you have the opportunity to join very early with two founders, David and Elias, who have done this before and they raised $15 million. So their mm-hmm. like seed round was $15 million. So I was like, I don't care. I'm going to get to do marketing for this thing and, and attach myself to these two guys and just like lock in and learn from them. That That's all I cared about. Mm-hmm. The fact that it ended up being marketing and sales software, which is like my sweet spot, just made it the perfect fit. And I was just was like, yeah, I'm in. Let's, Worked let's out perfectly. Yeah. yeah. So, so one thing, I, I one of the big reasons I wanted to have you on here is I love your story of how you kind of got into Drift, right? Like um, having the podcast, uh, I think a lot of people can learn from that as a way to break into whatever they want to do in life, right? Just kind of start doing something. Yeah. Can I tell you a story about that? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Can you tell us a little about that? So I was in the interview and I'm now I'm meeting with the. So David liked me and he's like, all right, you got to come back tomorrow and you got to be with Elias. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think they were playing good cop, bad cop, you know? <laughs> and, and so David was like, I really like this guy. And Elias was like, all right, I'm going to try to beat him up a little bit and see. <laughs> But mm-hmm. I went in, but he went in, he went in there and I was just like, I think that the, the challenge is uh, when, when you're trying to hire somebody, you know, LinkedIn, everybody looks great on LinkedIn. And especially if you work for a good company, like you, you don't know how much of me being a good marketer was because like constant contact was a good company and HubSpot was a good company. And I can put those on my resume. And it, like, you know, you don't actually know what I've done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's where my side project was a huge advantage because I go in that meeting and Elias is like, all right, so tell me why you're a better marketer than I am. And now I should have just said, well, because you're the CTO, obviously I'm a better marketer than you, <laughs> but, but I didn't say that. But I said, um, 
I, I said, because I've, I've proven like I, uh, in addition to my day job, I've proven that I, that I can build something on the side. I, I built this website for tech in Boston. I sold sponsorships for it. I got 3000 people on my email list. I got a Twitter account with this many followers. Like I've done, like I figured that out on my own, not inside of a company. And I think that was the thing that was like, Oh yeah, this, this guy's different. He's not like a textbook marketer. Like this is what he's going to do. Can he kind of hustle and figure things out for us as a company as we grow? And that's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Now, now I think uh, more people, I think a lot of people are trying to rely on their resume and then you're just one in the bunch. But I think what you did is something that a lot of people should maybe look at as a way to, to push oh. break in, right? That, like that was true then, not that that was forever ago, but 2014, 2015. Today, it's even easier, like yeah. from from Substack to Patreon to TikTok to Instagram to LinkedIn to YouTube. Pick a channel, like you, anybody, and I. And that's why I don't I don't buy this like idea that well that only worked for you because you're you know like you did this podcast. Like you could do anything in marketing. Like if you really are, if you really want to be a marketer, and I'm trying to hire a marketer, start a blog, start a newsletter, start a podcast, start a video channel, like. And it doesn't even have to be related to marketing, right? Like mm-hmm. I would rather hire the person who, hey, this is Henry. He loves sneakers. He's a huge sneakerhead, and he created this uh, Facebook page that has seven hundred fifty thousand fans, and it's like the biggest page for sneakerheads. Yeah, I'd rather hire you. That that's the mentality of a marketer, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have the perfect marketing background, and I think like you can go out and create that for for anything. Like uh, a guy on my team, uh, Dan, uh, who worked for, who worked with me at Drift and now at Privy. He had like I think in college he created like a, a a fan page for the office that had hundreds of thousands of people like it. Mm-hmm. That's it takes a marketer to think like that. That's not something that's going to show up on your resume, but you can easily go out and distinguish yourself by going and creating something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it, it's it's huge, and and I, I think uh, some of you mentioned right. You you joined Drift because of the two founders, and and it sounds like a large portion of that was. You wanted to continue to learn, right? And uh, I, I think from a people joining startups perspective, I, I want to hear a little bit about like obviously learning is a big part of of why people join startups. But then sometimes people say you know they want the equity aspects of things. And did you think about equity at all when you were going into to drift or or privy even? How do you kind of weigh those two when you're thinking about startups? Yeah, I think I think it's definitely part of the pitch, right? Which is mm-hmm. like, hey you can get a good salary and there's some upside. But I think unless you're a, a super proven person mm-hmm. or, or like a big name exec, you know, or like a key executive hire, like most people that, that are going to join the early stage startup, like aren't going to get anything. Yeah. And, and honestly, even if you do get something, 99% of those companies are not, there's not going to be an exit. And so like, I, it's totally important, but I, I don't think it's a whole pie. And so I think you, you can actually like, you can get a good salary and, and, you know, I was lucky enough that, that at Drift, like, you know, they, they had raised a good amount of money. And so they were able to like, I didn't have to take a pay cut to go there. And so I got to have a nice equity, like a nice equity upside mm-hmm. uh, and, and, a, and, and salary. I don't know. I, I, I kind of have contradictory, like, I don't, I don't agree with all the advice of like, go, go chase that, the equity. Cause I think it's going to be, look, look at what's happening right now as we talk about this in the market, right? Yeah. Like, do you think Drift's going to go public in, in a year? Like, or any company is going to go public in a year. Like yeah. this is this is crazy times. So you could have a big slug of equity somewhere. You might not ever see that. So take the cash if you can go and get it. But if there's upside, you're always going to work harder. Like I put all of my blood, sweat, and tears into Drift because I knew that I I do have that upside. So I think it's a it's a it's a mental thing as much as it is like a financial piece. 
Yeah, yeah, I, 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 100%. I mean, and a part of why I started Rocketship Jobs is is the equity aspect. I think being owning a piece of it, it helps from just a motivation standpoint if you're able to, able to help build it. But also, I think a big part is, right, I'm interviewing people who were, you know, first 50 people at companies, right? The learnings that you get there are incredible in comparison to being, you know, number 1,000 at, at another company or, you know, 10,000 or 50,000 at like, you know, just a cog in the machine, which I think is big. That's exactly it. Like the thing for me was I got to, I got to go to a place where I could touch everything in marketing. I was the first website person. I was the first copywriter. I was the first blogger, the first video person, the first mm-hmm. advertising person, the first event manager. The coolest part to me is like I got to do all those things. And so I, I always was like, how do people get good at marketing? I'm like, oh, you do it. Like you have yeah, to do it and yeah. figure it out. And so the, the best part about my job was I got to do a little bit of everything. And now I get to sit here. I think it's put me in a great position to be a CMO because I've done not for long, not forever, but I've done all those things. And so I can hopefully mm-hmm. actually be able to build a team around those those skills and, and, and help as opposed to like, uh, I've never done an event before. So like I got to hire this person and, and hopefully that it works. Yeah. So so actually I have, I have a question. So when, when looking at the market today and then also just thinking startups, right? If you were, let's say you back in 2014, you wanted to join a company, how would you look at, at joining a startup today. I mean, you gotta. I mean, you have to look at the market as one aspect. So maybe you may not want to. I don't know your thoughts, but I, I just kind of want to hear how you think about that, right? I mean, this would be a good time to be at HubSpot or Salesforce for sure. Yeah, that's the safest place to be. But first, number one is like, which type of work gets you excited, right? What type of work can you really be great at? Because I think if you're going to join a startup. It's really tough to to like be successful if you go into a startup and you're like, yeah. I don't know. I can like, I can kind of do sales and I like, but I like talking to customers, but I also like writing. Like those people don't, they don't have success at early stage startups because mm-hmm. you have to know exactly what you want. And so for me, I was like, I love marketing. I want to be in marketing. Okay. Check. So I know mm-hmm. I want a marketing role. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want to do it in a company where I can do all the marketing. I don't want to be a specialist. I don't want to just do content. Okay. So that means that I have to join like an early stage company and be the first marketing person. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like, if I want to do it all, it's tough to be the guy that's going to come in and do it all on a, on a marketing team that has 20 people on it. They're like, dude, we're all doing your job already. Yeah. So you got to like have that analysis done first of like what you want and then what type of stage company. Then from there, I, I actually, I really do think that like working for a company that you can believe in and have a product that you can relate to and understand makes a huge difference. And so like for me, I knew sales and marketing software. And so Drift was a perfect fit. I probably would not have been as successful if I went to like a cybersecurity company or a travel mm-hmm. company or, or anything like this. This was a nice, a good fit for me. And so this could be, maybe you don't have any experience, but is there an industry that you're really passionate about? You love sales. Okay, great. Maybe sales and marketing software makes really, makes a lot of sense for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a program, maybe you're a programmer or your dad is a programmer and you, you're, you're more of an engineering type of mind. Maybe you can be successful in, in a cybersecurity type of role. So I think there, there's enough companies out there today that you can be able to pick a company that matches something that you're interested in. But don't take that advice like too far and say, well, I like fitness. So I really want to go be the VP of marketing at Peloton. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like that, that's like that's like me growing up saying like, yeah, I want to be, uh, yeah, I, no, this is me in college. Yeah, I want to be VP of marketing for the Celtics. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't we all? Like, so good like, luck. Fi- just find an industry though that you can understand. Because I mean, for you, right, you're in sales, like 
to really understand the product that you're trying to sell and market is makes your life so much easier than than something that you have to like 100%. go home and study. Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I, I'm in IT sales, but I'm not. A, I'm wasn't technical before getting into it. So all this was learning and learning. Whereas I love sales and marketing, so that that kind of may have it would have been easier to get into originally, just based on exactly what you're saying, right? It makes a ton of sense. If you look at the market now, and you may even just have answers from an e-commerce standpoint, are there any companies that stand out to you that you say, you know what, the people leading this are awesome, the product seems awesome. You know, if I was young and trying to get into a startup, I'd may look at this. I mean, I don't. It's tough. I'm not. I'm not really. I don't know many. I don't have any hot leads on like. Yeah. Super early stage companies to to keep an eye on right now. I do think that you know, obviously, I'm still a huge fan of of Drift and like and bullish on what they're going to continue to do. But mm-hmm. I think the the other company in that in that space that's done a really good job lately is Gong G O G O N G, and I think they've taken a lot of lessons, wink wink, from things that we've done at Drift, mm-hmm. and, and they're doing a great job like running with that playbook. And I I know I'm. I know Udi well, who's a CMO well, so like hopefully he doesn't get pissed off if he hears that later. Love you, Udi. Uh, but I think it's, it's a similar it's a similar playbook in the sense of like they're very bold. They're doing a lot of things people aren't right. They do they do great like create great looking content and design, and they're releasing lots of products fast, and they, they really seem to know who they're selling to. So I think they've done an amazing job there, and so like that's a company that I look to. Where look, if you're trying to find a company to join, like it better be a company that you 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 have heard buzz about or, or feel excited by, right? Like, mm. and so I think that that was for like, for me at Drift, even though they hadn't done anything yet, I knew who they were and was like, it was mysterious they were building that company. And so who are the companies that when you go on LinkedIn or, you know, that you start to see for me, one of them right now is is gone. But yeah, I don't, I don't know too many others. Yeah, no, fair enough. Hey, it, I'm always paying attention to stuff like that, but that doesn't mean everybody is. So I, 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 yeah. I just asked just to kind of keep an eye. Yeah, for sure. No, I was gonna say I, I used to know a lot of. I used to be like really in the in the know of of companies, and now I'm just like all I know is marketing and kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do you? Uh, how, how's the How's the podcast going with your wife? I saw you guys did did a new one recently. Oh, it's good. We we did it for like three months heavy this summer, and then like once we both were back to work, and and I changed jobs, and I have we haven't done it as much. The other thing was I also thought like when we had initially launched in the summer, we thought that it, it could be like a nice side income stream for us. And mm-hmm. and then I ended up doing this Patreon thing. And to be fair, like I'm spending more time, I'm spending the time that I would have spent on our, on our podcast on, on the Patreon. On the Patreon. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a good trade-off. So I, I know you, you have to run uh, soon. I just want to talk a little bit about um, Privy, right? Because as you mentioned, right, Gong is doing some awesome things from a marketing standpoint. And I think that's, for me, a lot of times what I look at at a company is, right, since I'm not a product person, if I and I don't use the product, like Gong, I've, I've seen people use it, so it seems like a pretty good product. I don't know the comparisons out there, but I think marketing for me a lot of times is what separates companies from others. And watching what you've been doing at Privy, even already, right, has been has been pretty awesome. So I wanted to give you a, a second to talk about you know what Privy is, and especially the new launch you guys did, right? Because I think a, a, there are people who are going to be listening to this who may be looking for a job, but also there are people who maybe had the side project that they're running a Shopify store or something like that, and you guys have that new e-commerce. I, I don't know the website, right? So I don't know by heart, but if you want to uh, kind of talk a little yeah. about that. Yeah, so so Privy is a, a company, we're a software company, right? Just like 
all the other companies I worked at in the past, HubSpot, Constant Contact, Drift. But what we're focused on is, is e-commerce and specifically helping you sell more on Shopify. So if you're an entrepreneur who has a, maybe it's your side business, maybe it's your full-time business and you're selling stuff on Shopify, Privy is an app that you would use on top of your Shopify store to sell more stuff. So we have we have really three things. We can help you convert more uh, website traffic. So all like the pop-ups, any, email, any e-commerce website you ever go to ever, the first thing that happens when you hit that website, it's like, Hey, get 10% off your first order when you join our email list, right? Privy power is probably most of that that you're seeing. Email, all the email communication that you want to do with your customers. And then the last piece that, that we just launched is text, which is, I think, an amazing channel. I think there's people that are really early on text right now, like Gary Vee's doing some really cool stuff with text messaging. Mm-hmm. I think there's a huge angle for e-commerce brands with text messaging. And then the thing that we launched recently was basically two weeks ago after this coronavirus thing like really just hit full blast here here in in the in the US we wanted to help fuel the small businesses that are that are out there right now because everyone's at home but that doesn't mean that everyone's not shopping everybody's at home but most of us are buying stuff on Amazon but we think there's a huge opportunity to go out and support small businesses and, and now there's a huge wave I mean there's there's millions of Shopify stores just just in that market alone so we created this website shopsmallecom.com. Uh, and it's basically like a directory of small e-commerce brands. So if you want to go and buy, you know, a new black T-shirt, instead of going to mm. to Amazon and typing in black T-shirt, you go to our website, type in black T-shirt, and we'll show you, you know, five Shopify vendors that are selling black T-shirts. So the response has been really cool and just something that we could do on our end because we have a, a pretty big audience to to help people shop small while they're home right now. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I love it. All right, so uh, two more questions here. Number number one, if you're in my position and the, just knowing uh, your network, anybody that you think would be awesome to have on this podcast that uh, you know was early at a startup that may have some good things to uh, chat about. Well, I think you should have your boy Sam Parr on your podcast. Definitely, yeah, I, I, I'm in contact with him now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have listened to more of his stuff since you since you mentioned it. I think he would be great. I think that. I'm trying to think of who who. Not to put you on the spot. Stuff, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard that so. I'm really st- who stuff that I'm really stealing uh, <laughs> right now. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of marketing marketing people. Um, somebody who I like that I've been stealing a lot of stuff from lately. Somebody put me on this guy's email list. He runs a I don't even know his name. He runs a site called Honey Copy. Mm. I don't know. Go to Honey Copy. I can't believe I'm plugging some stranger's website right <laughs> now. But go go to honeycopy.com. Yeah. Whoever this guy is, you got to talk to him. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, you you got me all with the copy now, man. I, I'm gonna send yeah. you the uh, the page I made for Rocketship Jobs. It's gonna look a little Love familiar it. to you, but uh, <laughs> good. It's okay. You know, swipe file. Steal every <laughs> steal everything. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, man, I appreciate it. Tell everybody where they can find you online. You know, plug anything you want to plug. I'll, I'll plug actually yeah. one thing for you. If you guys are into marketing at all or have any interest in potentially building a business one day, highly recommend checking out Dave's uh, Patreon group. I think it's called it's called the A-List. Dave posts in there three to four times a week, it seems like. Has podcasts. A day? Come on. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You have been posting a lot more, like every day, multiple times, actually, at least recently. I mean, you said that, everybody's sitting at home. It's a great time. I mean- you get to learn a ton about marketing from him. He's taught me a ton about copy and how important that is in terms of selling products online and things like that. So I highly recommend it. It's $10 a month, easy 10 spend for me. So if you um, are looking for something to learn marketing, I uh, highly recommend it. 
So I'll let you tell everybody where they can find you. Other than yeah, that. I'm just I'm I'm Dave Gerhardt at Dave Gerhardt on Twitter. Everything you can find on Twitter. Awesome. Well, Dave, I appreciate the time, man, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Everybody, go follow Dave. All right, man. Peace. See ya. Thanks for listening to Riding a Rocket by RocketShipJobs.com. To join our newsletter with hundreds of other ambitious people, go to RocketShipJobs.com. Leave your email address and we'll send you the next exclusive opportunity.